It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. All right, man, we're going to get into the defense, talk about Miles Garrett. But first, as the weather is getting colder, the NFL offers are getting hotter on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, and there's a wide wide range of betting options that include spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Now, boy, we got some audio here. I'm going to let Ant get that together, but I'm going to set this up for you. Uh, two days ago, Kevin Stefanski spoke to the media, and he said that Miles Garrett was the best defensive player playing on the league's best defense, and despite him not having a sack in the last four games, mm-hmm. that he was front runner for defensive player of the year. So, now, before you play that, I just went to the FanDuel Sportsbook for the latest numbers, and Miles Garrett is the second choice on FanDuel to win MVP. Now, it's very close. Michael Parsons. Defensive MVP. Micah Parsons is a slight favorite at plus 125. Miles Garrett, the second choice at plus 140. That's very close. And then it's a fairly decent drop to TJ Watt, who's third at plus 430. And then a huge drop to Daniil Hunter and then Josh Allen and then Deron Bland, who are plus 2,500 or more. So Miles Garrett right now is the second choice, but it's kind of 1A, 1B. You got the fancy slip? Yeah, let's check okay. this out. Hit it, Steve. He denied, gets the guy on the ground. And I think what happens with. With our game, we get so wrapped up in sacks. He makes a play on a crack toss late in the game for that loses six yards. Uh, and if it's a sack, it, it you know people think it's, it adds to the statistics or whatever. He, he's dominant uh, as a defensive player, so it, it, he's a defensive player of the year. I don't think it's close, um, and and he's going to finish strong for this football team. But to get so wrapped up as we do as a uh, football society. When it comes to sacks, I mean, just talk about the guy that that affects the game, that pressures the quarterback, that plays the run, that that plays with unbelievable effort. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that there's anybody in the same uh, same uh, realm as him. Won't be denied. Gets the guy on the ground, and I think what happens with with our right, game, we get so, so wrapped up we, in we sacks. Heard so, what say you guys? Do you agree with Kevin's fancy? Nobody's even close. Facts. Do you think it's close? At, but he's going to win. Facts. Or do you think he's not going to win? What well, are the three this, do you this have? Is, this is facts. <clears throat> I've said this before, and, and y'all got to make y'all mind up. I don't count myself as no journalist. Uh, <laughs> I count myself as an ex-football player that rolled over and got lucky and started talking about sports. Uh, when you look at it, y'all got to keep. Y'all got to make y'all mind up. If you're going to consistently give these MVPs and awards to people based on your cliches, then you can't come back and change it up and say it's about numbers because you say it all the time. You 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 make the point. Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time because of why he's the best player on the most dominant team. We give quarterback. He's the best. We give Heisman trophies away. He's the he's the best player on on the best team in the NFL or in college football or wherever the case we want to be. So now you got Miles Garrett who by far the Cleveland Browns are the best defense in the team in the league. They used to say it was the Eagles. They used to say it's the 49ers. Guess what? They're not it's the Browns. We, we see it. He's the best player. He flipped his car, still played. He tore up his his shoulder, still played, playing at a high level. He's been he's been dominant in terms of whether or not you get double team the most and triple team. That's a fact. His pressure rate is the most. His is 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 just his dominance and being in the backfield around the plays. It just is what it is. He gets a ninety plus on, on PFF. He can affect the game even if he, if nobody touches him. Because your game plan is do not let Miles Garrett kill our game plan. It's not even debatable. I just watched Michael Parsons get dusted off. <laughs> Travis, what say you? <laughs> I like you. What's the answer? I mean, when you look at my first of all, uh, we might we slightly biased because yes, of we where are. we are. Yeah. Nope, we're not slightly biased. No, yes, we are. No, we're not. Yes, here's, we are. How, here's how you know. 
His number not biased. If you said take one defensive player right now, who's first pick? In the NFL? Who am I? Right now. We all know it. That's why everybody's silent. We know who's getting picked first. If you say who has the most trade value on the Browns, who who got the most trade value? You get two and a half, three, three number ones for Miles Garrett. Well, I, I, I no, nah, you wouldn't get three. I two. Listen, you get two and a half. What you saying? <laughs> hold on, wait a minute. What you say? The first you get state, two. The definitely. first statement is a toss up. Right now, they're taking Miles Garrett. It's a toss up. No, no, you don't believe that. Michael Parsons is younger, but, but, you, you, but you still don't believe that. Heck, you can, if you want to take it, Daniel Hunter got better stats. No, Daniel Hunter is a stiff. Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. Nick, Nick Bosa, get him out of TJ here. TJ Watt does not have the ability that Miles Garrett has. Miles Garrett is TJ Watt. Hey, listen, hey, TJ Watt is not better than Miles Garrett. <laughs> you heard me. He's not. We all. I'm know not it. saying he is. I'm saying that yeah. it's a, the the first pick is like. It's a toss-up. I, I think Stefan personally, I think Stefanski's wrong that it's not close. I think that's that's wrong. Yeah, well, is I'm, the Steelers defense close to the Browns? No, but the Niners defense is as good, if not better. I don't and they got Nick that. Bosa. Well, I mean, what are we what are we basing it on? Well, Nick Bosa won it last year I, for the same reasons right. that Miles should win it this year. I'll be seeing the Browns. I'll be seeing the, I see other teams get, get points off the Browns by picks. The Browns gave up three points last week. Three whole points. They also went to Indianapolis and gave up like 30. Yeah, and that was against a, a not a good offensive <laughs> I mean, is team. Is it 18 weeks? <laughs> look at, look at is it 18 weeks? Look at I mean, this. You, you not, Baltimore gave put 30 up. That's the best team in the league, right? Oh, that's what we do. They're the best team in the league, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm going to just keep it real. His numbers is there. You automatically, when you look at, you go look at any other other platform and you start talking about defense. The Browns defense is the only defense right now keeping that that corpse of an offense in the game. Everybody else got their starting quarterback. What about the Rams game? Listen, what do you mean by what about the Rams game? They put up 36. Hey, we not saying Miles Garrett is Superman. You can give up points. You want him to get two? You want three every game? Well, you you reeling it back a little bit. No, I ain't reeling it back. Miles Garrett is the best play, defensive player. Go ask people. Go ask the general managers. And by the way, there was nobody. You, it just, the, 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 the stats prove it. There was nobody who gets double team more, who gets triple team more, who gets held more, but he still makes an impact. Listen, in the, I, I, in the, I didn't even. Ahead, I'm about to say, yeah. He, he rudely cut me off. <laughs> I didn't even, I'm, I'm being Adam Bull right now. He, he just yeah. somebody got to be cool. I said, I said what thing? I had to do it like that. Go ahead. Yeah, he had to I don't forgot like what I said. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't even. You took it and went left with it. Yeah. What I was gonna say was. Due to the fact that the one part that I agree with is he's the best player on the best defense. Nick Bosa won it last year for being the exact same thing. Right. Yeah. So with that being said, I would give it to him for that reason. You know, yes, he is a guy that deals with triple teams and double teams all games, and yet he still plays a factor. Teams still have to figure out how to game plan against this man and go against him. And no, he's not recording a sack in the past three weeks. Ever since he had the shoulder injury, he hasn't recorded a sack. But if you turn the tape on, that man is getting blatantly held every almost every time he's in the backfield mm-hmm. so you could argue that it would be a sack so therefore with that being well a, you don't think some of these other guys are they are too? but, yeah. but it, that's I mean, ridiculous yeah. I mean, he's, that's ridiculous I thought this past <laughs> week that was the past two weeks has been ridiculous. but I thought this past week he looked like himself again I, I don't think yeah. the two weeks before that he did certainly t- the first game he played after the injury he did not play well no last week he was better this week What's I thought that? he looked like himself same again. thing that happened last year after the car accident. right, 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 it, right. it took him like two or three I, weeks to get I'll back say to this I if I had to vote, if I was voting today, I would vote Miles Garrett for the year. Too. I definitely think it's close. I don't agree that it's not close, but I, I would ultimately I would give him my vote right now. We still have a couple of weeks to see what happens. He doesn't have the best statistics in terms of sacks, of course. He got actually TJ Watts got the most now at sixteen, but I'm not voting for TJ Watt because I don't. I, I do think how good that defense is and the players around you matter. I think ultimately. I think I don't even think TJ Watt's top three for me. I think the top three is Miles Garrett. I think Nick Bosa's number two because I think the Niners defense is. I don't know how. How do we determine who's got the best defense? Like if, if you look at points per game allowed, I don't. I don't know that that's a good stat. It's actually the Ravens are the best, followed by the Niners. The Browns are like seventh. But if you look at yards allowed, the Browns are number one. 
I, if you look at some efficiency numbers, you look at first downs allowed, I think the Browns, the Ravens, and the Niners, in terms of their total defense, are very close. I don't know that one is clearly better than the other. If the Browns were completely healthy, I think they'd be one. But, you know, injuries are part of the game. Where they are they what total defense now? In terms of yardage, they're one. But in terms of points allowed, they're seven. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So there, there's hey. Now, again, I agree with G that a lot of that <laughs> is because of their offense. offense yeah. But, and I think Nick Bosa should be in the conversation. I don't think TJ Watts in the conversation for me. I think the th- I feel like I, I haven't really... I think the third guy in the conversation is Michael um, Parsons. Michael Parsons. Yeah, I think those are the three. But ultimately, I would. Yeah, I would, really don't like Daniel Hunter. I mean, he he's he's his stats is crazy. This I mean, season. This, Daniel Hunter is like he's he's the upgraded version of Cameron Wembley. He's the highest version of Wembley. And my, the, I still the thing think, that knocks I, I Micah said his numbers down, is crazy. That's all I said. The thing that knocks Micah Parsons down is he's not as good against the run. You're right. Miles Garrett's been – that's been the big difference this year for Miles Garrett that's taken him from like a 9.9 to a 10, hey, is that he's been better against the run this year. And Stephens, he just pointed that out. Yeah. TJ, oh, why oh. second in sacks this season? I mean, first in sacks yep. right now? But you, yep. you're proving his point, though. You proven what Stefanski's saying. Stefanski's saying I think it's kinda, we are enamored with sacks, right? I, you, you think about that. How many plays does a defensive player play in a year? Thousands. Okay. Uh, the sacks. Hundreds, what yeah. about You're T- talking about 16 plays. Yeah, 16 plays. Right. I mean, what about TFLs? What you feel about a TFL? I, I, that's, that's, you're supposed to yeah. So, Daniel Hunter's number one, and he's second in sacks. So, how many Daniel Hunter got? He got 21 TFLs. Okay. And how many sacks he got? 15 and a half. I think Miles Garrett leads the league. <laughs> and, and he forced, forced four fumbles. So is Miles Garrett. So did Miles Garrett. So, so did Miles Garrett. And Miles Garrett. So that's why, stats statistically wise, he's guys, really running away I, I with think, this thing. I think, my, I think Kevin Stefanski is 100% correct when he talks about people overrate sacks. Right. Because that's such a small percentage of the plays. You just gave me some bull. Let me, let yeah. me, let me give you this, Tyvis. This is great. This is, shout out. You just, you just unknowingly gave me an assist. Tyvis. <laughs> Do you let me ask you a question? I like to compare defensive line and cornerbacks. Now, one day I came in and we was talking, <coughs> and we got to talking about Trayvon Diggs. Mm-hmm. Now, Trayvon Diggs one year had ten picks, mm-hmm. but you you told me as a novice corner guy, you said just because you got all them picks does not mean you're the best corner. That's right. You have said that. Now, you can take a lot of gambles, right? And you could just jump routes. Yes. But you can also be out of phase and get punched on and get dunked on. Happens a lot. Hap- same thing's happening with uh, the other guy that's playing at Dallas. They, Bland. They just Is jump- he better than, than Martin Emerson or Denzel Ward? I don't think so. I would, I, I would take his production on the season over over. But you're, when you say production, sure. you're talking about 10 plays? Well, you're talking about the, the pick. But, but his, that man broke the record for pick sixes in his season. What no, are we no, talking I mean, about? Yeah. Don't, no, no, he's don't take, do that. That doesn't make him a better player, though. He, he got, I said I would take his production this well, season. You see, yes. it's, it's, it's in the devil's in the deeds. You semantics. At the end of the day, his it's about his production. So here's the thing. You, but the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. <laughs> he, listen, you can get 10 picks, but you can also get 12 pass interference calls that spot fouls, right? You could also be out of out of position. You could be in zone, and you may not be reading the same thing. Okay. Let me let me translate to the Miles Garrett. When you're a defensive lineman, you can get sacks. What if I just say I ain't playing no run? I ain't delivering hands on nobody. I'm running upfield, and and that's and, what JJ Watt used to do. And guess what? They go right up underneath them. They don't count those plays as minuses, but those are minuses because you're giving up running lanes. You're not playing the run. And by the way, uh, TJ Watt. 
If y'all gonna tell me, but I don't understand what if he's an outside linebacker, why don't we hold him accountable for not covering nobody? My part is that I don't understand Fair. is what does this have to do with Daniel Hunter? So here's the thing: Daniel Hunter can have all this, all the, all, <laughs> all, all the numbers in the world. Yeah. I mean, all the numbers in the world, but numbers don't equate impact. But I mean, there are there are the problem for me is set. People look at sacks as if they're the end-all, be-all. That's it. They're a he part got, of the puzzle, of course. He got 21 TFLs. But, but think about that, Tyvis. He's playing 1,000 plays. That's only 21 plays. Oh so there's, you got what you, so you're going to judge a award based on 21 of his 1,000 plays? I'm saying you've got to look at the whole 1,000. And if you you know, I, I don't know. I don't look at PF. You're right. You're right. And I don't watch Daniel Hunter, okay. so I can't really tell you. But when you that's why I said this is not a good argument for us, because the only person we watch every single game is Miles you're Garrett. right. But it, it, isn't it fair to say that it would be hard to believe that there would be any defensive player if you watched him play in and play out that would be as as impressive on tape as Miles Garrett. Do y'all yes. got, got, right? got the yes. PFF tools back there? Can they're we, number they're, one. They're, I already looked at it. They're dead to so me. He's number one. Miles Garrett is number one. Who's two? I'll bring, I had it right we up here. Top five. So now, how, we can't keep coming on this show and saying that PFF is I dead to us. I they don't. Go, they go, That's Jay. I said That's it Jay. too. I said it too. That, and I, then go run back to PFF to get a grade. All right. PFF is in hospice. I have not said it. Here's the top five. Uh, defensive ends. Okay. All right. And I don't think uh, I don't I don't think Bosa. No, Bosa is listed. Wait, wait. Uh, Watt is listed. Number one, Miles Garrett. What's the grade? Ninety-three five. Okay. <laughs> Number two, Nick Bosa. Uh huh. Ninety-three two. Mm, Number there. three, Dang. Micah Parsons. Ninety-two four. Mm-hmm. Number four, guy we never talk about, Max Crosby. Ninety-two. Max Crosby. Now he's on a bad nice. team. He's, sad, he's, he's nice. nice. He's t- nice. Tied for fifth, Khalil Mack and TJ Watt at 91.1. All good Real players, quick, man. boy. Yeah. For honorable mention, since we're talking about Daniel Hunter, he's 31st. 76.6. Wow. Mm. Why is he 31st? Oh, here's why he's 31st. Because his run <laughs> his run defensive grade is ass. What it's 47.9. He's cheeks up front. Just... Mr. Cheeks. <laughs> Now, if you look at if you look at Miles Garrett, pass deep pass rush grade number one, ninety-four four. Micah Parsons two, Who's number one. Miles Garrett is number one pass rush grade. Ninety-four <laughs> four. Micah Parsons two, Nick Bosa three, TJ Watt four, and Aiden Hutchinson five. If you look at run defense, Miles Garrett's lower. Miles Garrett is like fifteenth run defense. Okay. Demarcus Lawrence one, Max Crosby two. Khalil Mack three, Anthony Jenkins, Jennings of the Patriots four, and Nick Bosa five. So, so Max Crosby on, on and Nick Bosa. And Max Crosby and Nick Bosa, yeah, they kind of up there, yeah, like because they top five in overall, top five in pass rush. Yeah. That's that's one of. But here's the thing, yeah, their teams ain't they they not good. Their teams ain't good defensively. Who, well, San Francisco. No, no, no. I'm talking about uh, Las Vegas. Vegas. Oh no, yeah, no, yeah, no, they're no, not no, good. No. To me, I would I, in the end. T- I'm voting for Miles Garrett. I am, I, we I, all are. I think probably. I think probably Nick Bosa deserves to be two, ahead I, of T.J. Watt, ahead of now. Who now, was so? Oh no! According to FanDuel, Michael Parsons Miles, was a slight favorite over Miles. Who was third? Third was T.J. Watt, and then there was a big drop to everybody else. So, so let's not be. Let's be clear. That's just what we Did said. Did Nick Bosa get hurt or something? He's played all the games, I think. I don't know. I don't remember. To be clear, Miles Garrett is going to have to still make some plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. yeah you can't, Definitely. He can't go I over. I mean, listen, Miles Garrett come out there and have one of them three sack games. He, they can go ahead and ship him this trophy because it's over. I mean, you're playing some bad offenses. True. That's too weak. Well, I shouldn't say the Texas getting, offense he's bad. He would have it. He's getting hit. I'll throw, it, I'll throw this out to you. I, I think if he wouldn't have got injured with his shoulder. The oh, way yeah. started, oh, no, we wouldn't even be this one. I, I thought I thought this was this might have been a year that you could find a defensive player to win VP like uh, I, I, like I, yeah, that's no, not gonna happen. But he would have had to do the JJ Watt and catch the touchdown like he like if you think about it, they don't it seemed like they don't even really want to vote for Brock Purdy. They like oh, okay, I will vote for him. Yeah, not. let me yeah. see what the latest yeah, MVP. The uh, Nick Bosa has played every game this year. That's no, crazy. Is CMC about to break Jerry Rice's single season record for touchdowns? How many touchdowns he got? Twenty. 
And it's three games left. And All right, here, so does Raheem Mostert. Here's the MVP as of now. Right now, Brock Purdy is a huge favorite. He's minus 200. Oh, Jay is somewhere like. Oh, I know. Even though he's not, there's no way he's better than Josh Allen. No. Uh, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Lamar Jackson is second at plus 500. Josh Allen is third at plus 800. Dak Prescott has dropped from first to fourth. He should have won. He's at plus dang. 900. Yeah, McCaffrey is fifth at plus 1,200. Who you say was second? Lamar, plus 500. Lamar go out here and win this game. I, I, I think be, if, if he beats Sam Fran, he, I think he's going to win it. Whoever Today, plays it was, better and wins that game yeah, is, is going to be the overwhelming it. favorite for MVP. Yeah. If the Ravens beat the Niners, and we don't want that to happen, we want, obviously, the Niners to win. But if the Ravens beat the Niners and Lamar plays a great game, I think he's almost got the MVP lock. I, I, I need, I need, same thing with Pur- Purdy. Purdy plays great this game, and they win. It's all I, I need a yeah. knockdown, drag down, back alley fight. Let them both get hurt? Listen, I'm just saying. <laughs> I just I'm, said, I'm, oh, kidding, I'm hey, kidding. man, shout out to y'all. Just need a tough battle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, man. On that list that you're looking at, Who's the first defensive player on that list of the MVP odds? Or there's, I don't even think there are defensive players. I'm just curious on who who would be first. Like who would be first? Like if they had the top there's team. nobody even list. Uh, Micah Parsons is plus. So you got <clears throat> so that's I gave you the top five. McCaffrey was fifth. Tua <laughs> is sixth plus two thousand. Uh, Tua and Mahomes tied for sixth plus two thousand. Tyreek Hill is 8th, plus 2,500. Jalen Hurts is ninth at plus 3,000. Then there's a huge drop. 10th is uh, Trevor Lawrence and Jared Goff at plus 15,000. Matthew Stafford, C.J. Stroud, and Micah Parsons are tied for 12th at plus 20,000. Yeah, it's clearly an offensive award. If C.J. Stroud... It's not an offensive award. It's a quarterback award. It's a quarterback award. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, listen, the quarterback makes the biggest impact on most games. That's just the reality of the situation, you know? Yeah, it's hard. Even when you play video games, it's hard. Like, if you're trying to get a guy numbers and it's a receiver, it's hard to differentiate between who's he really getting it done, the quarterback who's throwing the ball to him or the receiver, especially if you got 1,800 yards, 1,900. Then you would assume the quarterback at least has almost 5,000 yards because Right. That's just throwing to you. What if you right, right, right. like that? So it's kind of hard to prove right. your worth as a receiver. Yeah. As Tyreek Hill's having this monster season, though, well, to was throwing the ball, and he's throwing to Jalen Waddle, and he's throwing to, you know. Yeah, so it's it's tough. Tyreek yeah, yeah. lost his MVP thing when, he, when he sat out yeah. and the fact that they won, <coughs> won so well. That's <coughs> true. They killed the Jets without yeah. him. Destroyed him. Yeah. All right, Earl, what you got for us? All right, man, that was a that was a great conversation. Me and Anthony was just sitting back here chopping it up. But uh, before we get to Cecil, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about Ronnie Hickman and DeAnthony Bell. But first, as weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action the app is easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options that include spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com UCSS and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So when I put this together last night, you know, the Browns defense played great at home. Um, they've been playing much better over the last couple weeks. We know all the injuries that we're dealing with, especially in the secondary. But two undrafted guys, DeAnthony Bell, Ronnie Hickman, go Bucks. Go Bucks. Have stepped in, stepped up, man, and uh, it don't seem like it's been any drop off. So Typhus, go crazy. Yeah, I mean, well, Ronnie Hickman. I mean, I, the re- I don't know why he went undrafted. I thought he was a very productive guy when he was at Ohio State, and you know, when he comes here and he's playing that post, you know, he's doing a really good job of reading the field. I mean, we seen it in the preseason. He was able to make some picks in the preseason. He made some plays on the ball. So he his. His middle of the field presence, I don't know if Juan Thornhill or Jim Schwartz has really simplified it for him, but his middle of the field presence has been really good. He even came up on this last week and made some plays on the ball. So he know he got a, just a good feel for the game. 
DeAnthony Bell. Now listen, DeAnthony Bell is a guy that he's playing this run game really, really yeah, well. Yeah. Like for them not to have Dale Pitt, I didn't even notice Dale Pitt wasn't out there because no. DeAnthony Bell came up and he set the edge and made some tackles on running backs. Mm-hmm. I was like, this dude is for real. The only concern is I need to see how he does in the pass game because I don't know when Cole Komet caught the touchdown. I don't know what they were in and I don't know who gave up the touchdown. I got to go back and watch the play. But if they were in man and that was his man, he's got to do a better job with that. And he's got the big boy job this week because they got another decent tight end in Dalton Schultz, which like I said, I don't think he's that great, but they're going to get solid. Yeah, they're going to get the ball to him because he's one of their top playmakers. So I think the Anthony Bell is going to have to have a good game and coverage this week because without if Nico Collins doesn't play and they don't have Tank Dale, Noah Brown and Dalton Schultz Schultz is the only two guys that you can really depend on. So we know the DB, the corners is going to take care of Noah Brown. Say he's got to take care of the tight end. What say you on these guys? Man, you know... You I, liked Ronnie Hickman. I'll give you your credit. He, you were talking about Ronnie Hickman in preseason. Yeah, training I, I, camp. You I see. Him. I like him. I like. I like his nose for the football. He got them instincts. Like, and no disrespect to Juan Thornhill, but if you said well, who's one guy that you would classify as a disappointment, he's not really a disappointment. Disappointment, like he's John Johnson. But I, no, 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 that's J three. You gave him his name back. He's got to pick against us. I, I took his name way. I, I, never, away. I never took it. Well, for some odd reason, he got crowned as my boy. Yeah, that's your man. I don't understand. Y'all be going out to, to the chicken place getting wings together. I'll be seeing y'all. Your boy. Yeah, your <laughs> man's. Juan Thornhill, he been injured a little bit, but Tyvis, I can't get over it. Like, there was one play. We were playing the Rams, and they're in cover six. He's the safety, mm-hmm. and they let, he lets him run a corner. Rob, I don't understand. You're supposed to be there. What do you mean? He, he, wait, wait. Is he to the half side or to the quarter side? Man, he took he, he <laughs> over to the half. Like that's the corner got to sink. But he did no. He the corner <laughs> carried him right. The yeah, corner. So they but, shouldn't even threw the ball if he carried him like he was supposed to. It should have been a nine play. But he was supposed to be over the top. And I'm like, that's your, that's your guy, Juanathan. Uh, to a certain extent. Come on, Juanathan. To a certain extent. If they run a corner route, the corner has to high-low it. He has to play everything deep to short. Right, so right. They, it should have been a check down to the flats. So, but, so, so, so. Like, like the drive starter in this last game where the Bears hit that corner route, Denzel so, decided to jump the flats. So, so, if the flat, so here's the thing. So if the flat is there, so they run a flat route, right? Yeah, you let it go. And so you, that's like, what you giving up on the play. So, so, so you telling me the corner should have been back there, right? Yeah. So okay, if they run, if they run a seven cut and we in cover two to that side, you have to you have to make them put air on the ball. So, so and the, and the, the safety should be but, able to but make if a play it's on, on. Say for instance, it's to the it's to the I think it was to the short side of the field. It so, don't matter. So so you telling me there's no other threat. So Juan Thornhill's responsibility was what? He got to be over the top of that. So he was over the top, right? Mm-hmm. But if I'm looking at it, I'm like, bro, you right there. You, you deep as drive on that, bro. Guys, more on this later because we got our guest. Cecil Shorts is with us. Cleveland's own former NFL player, former Mountain Union Purple Raider. And there he is. Cecil, how are you, man? Thanks for joining us. I'm great, fellas, man. How y'all doing? Good. good. You, got, you got any good Earl stories? Give us a good Earl story. You in a you in a conflict of interest yeah, right, right now? Yeah, right? listen. <laughs> yeah, it's like true. got the Texas hat on, but the Cleveland shirt. This is you a, gotta, listen. You got to pick a side. This ain't no. This is exactly why he's this is no Switzerland village. <laughs> this dude is. This is the. I know you. I know you I, run routes. This is a true high low. Man, you put us in conflict listen, right here. I know you got paid by Houston, but you was raised by Cleveland. Now you got to pick a side. You see, you see, Cleveland is the city, right? You you see it, but at the same time. You know the Texans helping pay bills right now, so I got to. Sure. Right. I respect that. Hey, I respect that. <laughs> Say less. Say yeah. less. <laughs> you guys, we got to make it work. See, so you got a good Earl story you can share with us? Nah, man, Earl, Earl, clean cut dude, man. Like, you know, we went to Collinwood together, um, and I ain't got no real in depth crazy stories. He just always been a good brother, man. No, no complaints. Love the dude to death, man. Yeah, he's a good dude. You know, Supposedly, he's the worst basketball player ever. Is that true? 
He might be. Oh, that that that, that might be true. That oh, might- wow. <laughs> That's like, does he dribble with two class. hands? In PE class, it was uh, it was uh, I forgot what my dad called it. My dad was our PE no teacher. It was my bad, my bad. It was <laughs> it was free Friday, right? You get to do what you want. You got to do is dress, and everybody, all the boys hoop, all the girls just walk in the circle. Yeah. And and Errol just wasn't that dude when it came to hooping. He knew the game. He understood it. Big fan can talk all day, but when it comes to actually hooping, uh, that That's wasn't that crazy. wasn't his forte. You know, I see, see, so I always appreciated you because when I was coming out of high school and you got drafted and was in the lockout, um, you opened up, you had like a, what did you have where people would just come to the field and play football? And I remember being in high school and I just came up there one day and, and played football with y'all. I, but why, why did you do that? What, what was going, yeah, what was that about anyway? You know what? So I used to watch these workouts on YouTube all the time um, where Ocho Cinco, Santana Moss, all these, uh, Andre Johnson, they will all like come together and just work out together. And I would try to emulate that and just like, hey, you know, I was fortunate to be able to get drafted and um, had a small follow. I'm like, hey, let's just come work out together. Like, let, let's just get better together. So I remember you coming down to Mount Union um, with your coach and y'all would come and we'll just do releases and do footwork and stuff. It was it was fun, man. Just a, this opportunity that I thought was cool. Like, hey, I'm just a regular dude that ended up getting drafted and, make, and making it. Just trying to be inspiration for somebody else um and to see like hey it ain't far-fetched you just got to put the work in like the magic that you are uh wanting is in the work that you're not putting in but let's go put let's go put the work in and, and see what can come from it see so speaking of which you mentioned mount union there i was stunned because you know i went to a division three college that had a good football team not mount union good but a good football team and we make our team makes the playoffs every so often but Mount Union goes to the playoffs every year. I just penciled them into the Final Four every year. But they blew a big lead and lost in the second round. I was stunned by this. You had to be shocked. I didn't even watch the game. I just assumed we'll kill yeah. who played in the second round, kind of moving on. Because we all we always usually get to third, fourth round, no matter what. Yep. Um, it happens, man. It happens. When you don't come ready to play, when you don't execute, games aren't won on paper, right? That's you right. got to go out there and, and, and play it in, in real time. So uh, we got upset, and then that's how it goes. That's why I love D3 or D2 or D1 AA football, though, because you have to earn it on the field, right? Love it. You really have to love play it. a playoff system and go out there and earn it each and every Saturday. So I can appreciate that. The better team won that day. Hey. Mm. Cecil, I'm looking at the way that the NCAA is set up right now and uh, with the transfer portal. Now, if I go back and look at you, the, them teams with Mount Union, I don't know if Mount Union would have been that good because a lot of y'all dudes would have been in the transfer portal playing for big, bigger defensive division one school. It never used to happen back then where it was a thing where if you went to a school that was lower, like even if it was a match school or a division three school, you always wanted to prove yourself that you could play at that level. And now it seems like those players are getting that opportunity. I've, I've seen guys go from Mac schools to Alabama, Mac schools to big time football. Yeah. If you were back then and it was an opportunity to do that, how do you think you would have done? Would you stay there at Mountain Union or would you have thought about going somewhere else to prove yourself? Well, I, I'll be honest with you. I almost left. Um, my So if you know anything about Mountain Union, they're known for their coaching. Like Nick Sirianni, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, the head coach of Iowa State was a former Mount Union guy. He actually coached me my true freshman year at Mount Union. Head coach at University of Toledo, Jason Candle. He's a Mount Union guy. I mean, it's t- if you just look, it's tons of Division One coaches that came from Mount Union right now all across the NCAA. Yeah. So when, uh, when Nick, not when Nick, when Jason Candle, he was my offensive coordinator, recruited me to Mount Union. When he left my red shirt sophomore year and went to Toledo to be the wide receiver coach and like the passing game coordinator. I'm like, yo, I'm about to go with you. And the thing about it, then you had to sit out a year and I'm like, I don't want to sit out a year. Like I, I'm already kind of on the hot streak. I'm, I got things rolling here. Let's just see where we can go from here. I didn't want to sit out a year. Um, and I don't think I ever told Jason that personally, I think he kind of assumed when he called me, that I might've been interested, but, um. Yeah, I was definitely thinking about leaving and heading to Toledo. Oh yeah, so you be you be at LSU or something then right now? <laughs> like, if it happened again, you know, you're like, yeah, I gotta I go. I don't know. It, I think I think 
I think it had to be the right for me personally. It had to be the right fit. It got to be the right money because that that's what it's about now, right? <laughs> you you got to get paid where you're going to, and I got to go somewhere I'm gonna play. So I need to find a place for me that I'm going to be able to play, show my talent, go out there and ball. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think the transfer portal is for Division three kids. I think a lot of people that go D3 belong in D3. I'm just going to be honest with you. 100%. Yeah. It's, for, like, it's for the guys that get overlooked in the MAC. It's for the guys that get overlooked in those smaller Division ones that can ball, that can play, that get a bigger opportunity somewhere else, right? I think it's Toledo quarterback who balled out with Toledo this year, just left and went to a big-time Division One school. Um, I can't remember what school it was, but I just saw his, like, uh, his, uh, you know, Instagram, they put, like, a little post up. Yeah. But, um, I think that's what the portal is good for. Guys that get overlooked, maybe develop later, maybe um, you know this took longer for them, or this is under under recruited or overlooked. Those guys get a cool opportunity to play somewhere else, and they get recruited in the portal. I think that's awesome. But for me, like Division three guys, Division even some Division two guys, those guys belong at that level. It's, it's not many guys that can play at the elite level that um, some other guys are, are, are able to. Yeah, Just the amount honest. of Division three players that have played in the NFL is. Very few, and they all come from Mount Union. No, they, they, it seems like I mean, they good all come from Mount Union. <laughs> <laughs> there's not that many. I, my school had one guy that played in the NFL, yeah. a guy, an offensive lineman named Josh Warner. What school you went to? What I, went to, you went to? Called, I went to Brockport. Okay, Brockport. okay, I'm familiar. Yeah, like we're, we're okay. We've been, you know, we've been good. We, we win eight games, you know, nine games, and they went to the playoffs. They went to the Final Four a few years ago, and I think they lost. I don't remember who they lost to. I don't think it was Mount Union. I think they. We're in the other semifinal, but when I was there, we had we had a, a pretty good team. We but we lose to Cortland, who won. Cortland actually won the championship this year. Another Brockport and Cortland have both out of the State University in New York Conference. They, they're always they've always been pretty. They actually got a really sweet facility for a Division Three. They got a, a, oh, a they got a new facility like 15 years ago. It's really sweet, but anyway. But yeah, I mean, I agree with and you know what? Everything happens for a reason, right? I mean. You went to Mount Union, you dominated, you were the best player in Division Three, and you stood out, and then you made, took advantage of your opportunity, which was incredible. Because, I mean, to, to make it, to have the career you did coming from a Division Three, first of all, there's not, as we said, there's barely any players that make it to the NFL mm. in, from Division Three. let alone have a quality career like you did. It's just, there's like two or three guys, maybe a few more than that, but not can, much. Can I take it a step further? Yeah, go ahead, Earl. We went to Collinwood High School. And, you know, when we have reminiscence talking, see, so I don't know if you've ever heard this, but we all felt like if you went to Glenville, you was going D1 playing for Ohio State just like everybody else. So when you talk about guys that play D3 uh, football that belong there, I got to believe that you know in your heart you didn't belong there, right? That's, that's tough for me to say um, because coming out of high school, I was 5'11", 155, <laughs> wow, soaking wet, 160. Um, I do believe I could play at that level, yes. But I think I was, just just being honest, Earl, I think I was a late bloomer when it came to, like, your body, right? When you look at the Division One guys, and Tyvis, you know this, like, being out of Ohio State, those guys come in with the body type is different. That's a fact. Like those guys come in where like they are division one, like those division one guys are just completely different. Like they're six two, they're six three, they're they're built different, they're the linemen are different. And when you get to those higher levels, Ohio State's the Alabama's to get recruited there and go there, there's a small margin of error. They're looking at the best of the best of the best in the country. So do I think I could I should have went D one coming out of high school? Absolutely. No, no doubt about it. Um, do I think as my career went on at Mount Union, I could have made some plays and did some good things at a, at a higher division one level? No doubt about it. But coming out of high school, if I'm just being honest and fair, I think my stature was small and, and I would say even petite to be at a division, a big, big time division one school. Just looking at how recruiting is now, looking at um, just how they go about things when it comes to recruiting the big time players, right? If you're if you were my size, you had to be running four three four four every single time, <laughs> and that that just wasn't me. I was fast enough, right? But I wasn't that four three four two four four guy at that particular size. Uh, so I think being honest with myself, I became uh, 
a really, really good player as I got older, as I matured, as I got in the weight room, as I understood what work ethic means. Doesn't mean I doesn't mean I, I don't think I could have played Division One come out of high school. I, I truly believe that, um, especially as an athlete. Your mindset's different, right? It's just looking at what it takes and what type of guys they recruit at Ohio State, the type of guys they recruit at those type of schools. Those guys, they're they're different. They're different early. See, so you know when you look at, let's take you to the NFL. Houston Texans. Now that, that now that Cole Rich isn't playing, well, reportedly not playing. And yeah, y'all, you know I'm at C, you know I'm at CJ, you know I'm at CJ. Cole Rich. <laughs> now that Cole Rich ain't playing, <laughs> and Tank Dell is out, and Nico Collins is questionable. Who do you look to? Do you have faith in Case Keenum? And can my boy Noah Browns go Bucks get it done? You know what? Uh, let me talk about CJ for a second, because you know, like it was like a uh, a stigma on Ohio State quarterbacks. Oh yeah. On when they get in the league, they're not the same. Mm-hmm. When they get in the league, they can't produce. They can't do these things. Well, he put all that to bed. Um, he is when you look at him. I've never seen a rookie quarterback uh, be able to go through his progressions in the pocket. I, I just never seen it before. And it might it might sound simple, it might sound minute, but to see him in the pocket, he's looking at his first read to his left. Nope, that ain't there. He's looking back middle. Nope, that ain't there. Look back third read. Oh, no Browns open. I'm gonna hit him for a 15 yard in route. That's special. Like you can't. Those those are things that six seven year vets just start doing in those years, but he's doing it in year one as a rookie. And I don't think people understand how special that is, how special it is that he can go through his first first read, second read. That's not there. Let me find my check down. because I feel this rush coming. Right. Um, I, I don't think people understand how special he was playing when he was healthy. It, it was it was indescribably good. And you look at where the Texans were last year because he was an MVP talks early in the year. And everybody like, no, he's not. an MVP. He should be an MVP talks. Because you look at the Texans last year when they won three games um, and the struggles they had on the offensive side of the ball with almost the same exact playmakers. And then you look this year, what has changed? CJ's there, right? Of course, you bring in Tank Dale. Awesome. Outstanding. Deshaun Jackson type uh, player in Tank Dale. But CJ is the type of guy that makes everybody around him better. When you have Nico Collins, who has over 1,000 yards receiving this year, best year in his career in year three. When you have a Tank Dale, a rookie that was on his way to a thousand yards this year, making plays after plays after plays. Um, when you have a Dalton Schultz who had a good, a good career in Dallas, um, probably should have got paid a little more, got uh, looked over in free agency because his last year in Dallas wasn't that good, but he's here making plays. When you got a guy like Noah Brown, who you brought up, making 150-yard games or having a 172-yard game back-to-back, it's because of C.J. Stroud. Like, he is the guy that's making everyone around him better. He's making the offensive line better because he's getting the ball out quick. Or people people don't understand, he's sneaky athletic. Like, people think he's a pocket passer. He can get out the pocket. He can run. He can scramble. His moves inside the pocket are special. Um, You know, I just realized I'm not answering your question. So I'm going to answer your question. (laughs) No, no, you was good. But it's a great point. By by the way, to your point, Cecil, to your point, Devin Devin Singletary's having his best year too. He's having his best year, right? And it's it's because of how good CJ is. Um, Now, credit to the the offensive coordinator and Bobby Sloa. Credit to D'Amico Ryan's doing a great job. They are doing a phenomenal job putting these guys in a situation to succeed, right? Um, But when you look at, do I trust Case? Do I trust Noah Brown? Do I trust Dalton Schultz? Do I trust the third, fourth, and fifth options with a backup quarterback against this Browns defense? I'm worried. If I'm a Texas, if I'm a Texans fan, if I'm a Houston Texans coach, I'm like, yo, we got to come up with the best strategy to succeed this week because you got Miles Garrett, you got all these guys on the other side of the ball that will make this extremely tough. Now, last week they were able to beat Tennessee, but Tennessee is not in the same caliber. Um, as, as a team, not the same caliber as the Cleveland Browns right now. So you're asking me, do I feel comfortable with these? Uh, and I hate to put it this way, the the backups playing against some starters in the in the NFL. I I don't. I think there's some, I think there's some holes to be filled, and I think uh, you might get overpowered when it comes to that Browns defense. So so what you're saying, Cecil, is it's in your mind, um, C.J. Stroud 
is uh at this point better than Deshaun Watson. Oh. Yeah. Deshaun no Watson today. Yeah. Absolutely. Like that, that that's not that's not even a question. That's, that's not even a question. And that's it's not a knock against Deshaun, it's how good how good CJ is playing. CJ is playing like a top ten quarterback in the league. You can argue top six, top seven, just being honest with you. If you want to, you can argue top five. Like his numbers speak for itself. He's not turning the ball over. He's excellent inside the pocket. He's finding different guys open. He is not forcing the ball down the field. He's taking what's given to him. The numbers speak for itself as far as CJ. Now, let me get on Deshaun real quick. I think Deshaun is talented. I think his biggest downfall is right here in his head. I think that's his biggest battle right now. Because I watched the Colts game recently. I think that's the game he got a Colt, uh, he, The last game he played, I want to say, maybe, that he got hurt in. Um, I'm looking at that Colts game, and I'm like, he's forcing the ball. He's trying to do too much and trying to prove that he's worth $260 million. He's trying to prove that he's worth all this commotion, all these draft picks. Bro, you are good at what you do. Just play ball. Give give this throw to the open guy. That's all you got. That's all Flacco's doing. Throw into the open guy. That's all it is. You have one of the best running teams in the league. Now, I know it's late. You got some in, some big-time injuries on the offensive line, so it's been different. Um but early in the year, I mean the Colt, I mean the Ravens game. He went fourteen with fourteen in the second half. The talent is there. They won the Ravens game mainly because of Deshaun Watson's play. If he played that like that consistently, there would be no discussion about how great he is and how good he can be. I watched him firsthand here with with uh, the Texans for two, three, four years, whatever it was. Um, but he truly is his battle is in his head. That, that that's what it is in my opinion because all the off season all the off field stuff him missing so much time now him battling injuries is him having to feel like he's trying to prove himself and as an athlete your worst enemy is inside of your two years right here so i think if he can calm that down he'll he'll be fine but no doubt about it cj is better than deshaun watson right now for sure cecil uh if wikipedia is correct you're about to celebrate your 36th birthday in two days is that correct or no Friday, baby. Friday coming, well, December 22nd. Absolutely. Well, you got big plans for your birthday? Anything exciting? You know what? The wife's going to treat me to some dinner. She's going to take me out with a few friends. So I'm looking forward to that. I don't do too much, man. I'm, I'm more on the chill side. I, right. I've never been the guy that, that goes crazy for birthdays. Um, but I do appreciate my wife stepping out and, and making some things happen. Nice. So that'll be fun. Joe Flacco is about to celebrate in a couple of weeks his 39th birthday. He was on the couch for 11 months at the age of 38. And obviously, he hasn't been perfect. He's thrown some picks. But he's played way – he's averaging 313 yards a game in the three games he's played. As you said, they were running the ball better earlier last few weeks because of the offensive line and whatever it is. They have not run the ball well at all. He has put the offense on his shoulders, and for the most part, he's gotten it done. How surprising, at nearly 39 years old, with 11 months on the couch, that he is playing as well as he is right now. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Players play ball, man. I don't think that's too surprising from Joe Flacco. Like, okay. Joe has been a guy that, uh, in my opinion, he understands how to win in December and January. He understands how to win in these moments. He's been to the Super Bowl. He's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He understands how important it is. Um, and Joe is a, a true professional. Like, for him to come in, I think he had maybe one week to prep, and then he started, or maybe it was two weeks to prep, and then he was starting. Like, he's a guy that's been in the league so much. He's been a part of so many offensive schemes he knows how to prepare. And if you're a guy in this in this day and age, you can be a quarterback that plays for a long time if you take care of yourself. So it's, it's not surprising. Um, I think he has some help in Amari Cooper and David Njoku. Njoku is playing outside of his mind. My gosh. Yep. He's playing like a top five tight end in the league the last probably eight, nine weeks. He's been, he's been outstanding no matter who the quarterback was, right? Um, and I think a lot of this has to – a lot of this has to go – you got to give some credit to, to Stefanski. I think him having four quarterbacks this year and finding a way to still win nine games, finding a way to still uh, find production in those quarterbacks and win those games, it says a lot about 
uh, type of coach he is, type of leader he is, how he's able to get the best out of his guys. Um, Andrew Barry, too, that's a great high. That's a great signing for, for Joe Flacco yep. to have a vet come in that understands how to win in December, what these games matter, a guy that's going to prepare, a guy that has the capabilities to get the ball down the field and make the right reasons simply and simply find the open guy. Um, it's a credit to those guys, man, but I'm not surprised by Joe at all. Um, I think you've seen it before. It's certain guys that they take care of their body and have that that ability. They can go down – they, they can play a long time at that quarterback position. See, so let's wrap it with this. You and Tyvis both come out of retirement – for 10 plays each, you're going up head-to-head. He's covering you. 10 plays. Now, he's 10 years – or, no, not 10. He's seven years younger than you. Oh. oh. Who's winning those 10 reps? Is it 10-0? Is it 5-5? What's happening? What are we saying right now? You know what? Uh, I actually have been a big fan of Tyvis since he left Bedford High School. Um, watched him in his career at Ohio State. Always been rooting for him on the sidelines. Um, I had to be completely honest. I would give Tyvis the work all. Like I want all. <laughs> it would probably be seven three my way. Um, you know what I mean? I'm not respecting him. He's a long armed guy. Um, played safety, but when you got to come down and play this corner, come come to play corner, come to play the slot or inside. Um, it, it's a little different. It's a little hey, Cecil, different. No, he's at, he, Cecil, he's at Bandit. He gave size. you three. He gave you three. He's going to be 7 3. Uh, you would have, 10 you, know, you would have to play a Ringo position or a Bandit, no, bro, like a, 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 a tween. You the sad thing is, he, he truly believes that. that. That's the part that makes me laugh. He truly believes that he would beat me 7 3. I got, who's your quarterback? That's the question. That's I mean, that's ultimately it. Huge factor. Cardell is somewhere around here. He's throwing him a ball. So Cardell's yeah, your Cardell's your perfect. Cardell be perfect. Cardell's your quarterback. I'm definitely winning ten nothing. One thousand percent. Ten to nothing. Ten to nothing. And it won't. And, you know what? and I ain't, I'm not talking ten bad throws. I'm talking either it's going to end in a PBU or pick. That, that that's where I'm at. With it. My hand is on the ball. It's all ten reps. I guarantee it. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> I put my pension on the line. Oh, whoa. Pension on the line. That's how, that's how good I think I would. I and they both got six years of service now. Good you know what? What let's, 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 let's put this on a charity event. I'm going to need about a year to train, though. I'm going to be out of shit. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'm ready now. <laughs> I'm ready now. <laughs> hey, I love this. We I, got, just, hey. I just got off the Peloton last I night. Said I said we do it. Say, <laughs> I'm telling you, we got to do this in hey, charity. Next summer. Next summer. Let's do it. I'm 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 gonna reach I wanna reach out to destroying. Y'all y'all follow destroying on YouTube. Yeah. I'm gonna be destroying and yeah. Bring bring whoever you want to bring out. Like I said, seven three. Um balls on a 20 yard line, and we're going there. Best of ten. Let's go. Cardell gonna be the quarterback, or should we get your quarterback from Mount Union? What's he doing? Uh, it won't matter to me. Just put the ball. Just put the ball in the air. Just give me something. Don't we just, it don't okay. even matter. This All right, we got to work this del- out. This should be really fun. I love this. He's a, he's delusional. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Cecil. We appreciate right, it. Cecil. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Enjoy the day. Cecil Short. Hey, Cleveland's own. Always, always a good, always, always a good interview. Always a good interview. What is, what is with this week? Like, what is, what is, what? Wait a minute. Have I not? But wait a second. You're respectful to all our guests. Hold on, time out. You can't put Cecil in the same category with the other two guys. If he gives you more credit, then he disses himself. He could have said five five. Would you? You wouldn't have said five five if I would have asked you. No. Well, there you go. So you'd have been dissing so, him. So, by the way, by yeah. the way, all this is possible. Here's what we got to do. Yeah. You say who's destroying? You go check out destroying. He's a guy who um, he do it they, all. They do yeah, I don't know him. Who is he? He he's a guy who used to be a kicker. Yeah. Um, he's tried out for kicking in the in the CFL in the NFL. Yeah. Um, I think he played at uh, UCF. UCF. Okay. Oh, he does all these trick kicks and stuff. No, he, he does. He does do some kicks. Yeah. But what he's known for now is one on ones. So he does DB versus receiver one on ones, and they go from city to city to city. Okay, so and, let's and, and go. So they get high school players, regular players, yeah, um, professional players. He's done joints with Tyreek Hill, and basically he comes in, 
they sell it out and they put the money on the table. Like they get. All right, let's do it. Ten thousand. We could have we could have Tyvis against Cecil. I got a peep up a bunch of people. Me versus G Bush oh, and, oh, on, the, on the line. Oh, yeah. hell no, I'm <laughs> wrapping it up. Now listen, this money on the wood. I'm telling you right now. We could have Jason Lloyd against you Earl asking, basketball. You asking for a different animal. It's if te- I see the money on the wood, yeah. I'm not losing. I'm telling you, I'm not losing. Just the people that have been on the show. Come on, now we got Teddy again. That's, cool. that's fine, and I'm pressing Ray everybody. Uh, uh, you can't have G New out there. Oh, because he's current he, player. Yeah, 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 but I mean, if you, if you want to put that money on the ground, Bernie. Uh, no, he old. Bernie. Tim Couch. I think Tim can throw it a little bit. I mean, still. look at him; he's in great shape. I, I would. I would. Is Jamario O'Neal still around here? Is he around here? I'm a Zaster deal. What about what about uh, what about uh, uh, old dude that used to? He, he not he came after Teddy. Gale. We're gonna have to talk about oh. this more because Earl's got to get some super chats in. G, uh, go ahead. Uh, we'll talk about this more, but this could be a lot of fun. Go ahead, Earl. Hey, so real quick, just a couple uh, notes of, of business. We will not be doing behind the glass tonight. We're actually gonna do behind the glass tomorrow. Um, we're going to try to see if we can sneak Mikey McNuggets in since he's going to leave me and Anthony the hell alone anyway while he's on vacation. Mm-hmm. Might as well do behind the glass. Um, not many super chats today, so I'm going to read these and then oh. get back to you all and you can finish out the show. Um, as always, my bad. <laughs> super chats is brought to you by PCC Air Force. Looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits. PCC Air Force is a lead manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Air Force in Eastlake, Wick, Cliff, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, you get full benefit packages, paid time off, and signing bonuses. Apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. We got Young Majestic 3303 says, Tyvis, I think curveball is an Ohio thing. Oh, no wonder I don't know. I've never heard of curveball. Like, that is a... Well, G, did, did you know curveball? What? Curveball? You ever play curveball? Curveball is a Cleveland thing, Tyvis. No, I'm not... I, I, he doesn't no, know, you know it, so I it's did, a no, you, know, you knew it? It's on YouTube. They throw the ball. It's like a wiffle ball and it just curves. I mean, you can use whatever. Have yeah. you ever heard of Tonk? Yeah, yeah, but I. Oh, that's a card game. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah, that's I, a, that's they a, told I've you heard that, of it, but I don't that's know. That's a it. black person game. <laughs> it is? <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it is. It is. It, here, no, here's the thing. I, there's different card games. Yeah. Is, people, is it like spades? Black people play spades. It, it white like people play I play spades. What are you talking about? Traditionally, black people play spades, white people play euchre. I don't play euchre. I play spades. Well, there you go. So you I'm have black, black then. Uh, I love spades. My my friends and I. I uh, Bull likes dark meat. There you go. That's true. I do. I'm talking about chicken. See what the you see? Stop it. You see? We yeah. Real quick, two okay. uh, true, super chats and then Anthony yeah. made something for you all. Logan O. Tyvis, what is that shirt? Jersey is sick. That's the goat Wayne Gretzky. Oh, it's Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, oh. you know, you got to be versatile. We were talking about it before the show. You can't yeah. just wear basketball, football, and baseball. That's, you got to throw you a hockey joint on there. You right, know we got 120 seconds. That's that's Eric the Red. Come on, I ain't it stitched. Go Gary Coggins says defense better than uh, stats, offense lead, and giveaway. So, shout out to the fans that uh, super chatted into the show today. Man, shout out to everybody that, that liked the show and rung the bell. And, uh, Steve, I'm sorry. Check this out. <laughs> we also we have one from creative juice he sent okay. one as well oh that's fire i love that send, one send me that immediately i no offense anthony i love this one that, hey, send me that immediately. Was good but offend, i love this offend one him. offend him anthony i tried to tell him yesterday in your chat if i ever get ah. down, if i ever get down that small I, I might walk around with a machete like look that. at that we're both skinny there too Man, that's skinny and you showed producer just told me to kill type that's mic true i'm so. showing my ankles <laughs> that's crazy boy i gotta start showing my ankles on set now <laughs> Like, this looked like y'all. Well, y'all was in grade school. Oh, listen. <laughs> I think I was born that size. Damn. Yeah, Shout out nice. to Creative Juice, man. We oh, love Creative Juice is I like that. You're on quick, man. You're he quick, is good. Man. Good job, buddy. <laughs> All, All right, right so, Earl, good job today. Thanks, man. Anthony, good job today. Thanks to Cecil Shorts for joining us. Thanks to Leroy for joining us. Tyvis, you're off the rest of the week. What do you got going on this weekend besides Christmas? Anything? Is my mic on? Did he really kill my mic? No. Quickly, we got like five seconds. What are you doing? Um, Working the Browns game. Oh, okay. Hey, man, you, I might, you in-laws for Christmas? Yeah. I might call Merry Tyvis Christmas to get a little barbershop. But he'll be here on overtime. Overtime, we'll talk a little Cavs next.
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.